You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, Lucas Smith, and I'm your host for the show. It's Friday, November November the 6th. Congratulations, everybody. You made it to Friday. Throughout this week, I might not have seen like we were going to, and the presidential election still remains undecided at this point of the recording, so maybe, who knows if the election will even make it to Friday. But that's for another podcast. We're going to be talking free agent classes this episode, and there are two articles to give credit where credit is due on MLB.com that I'm going to be kind of breaking down and talk about a little bit. Uh, one of them is by Mark, by Mark Feinsnand talking about the, the five tiers of this offseason's free agents and about where the Cardinals might land on that. And then the, the second one is next year's free agent shortstop class and how good it is. Um, if Lindor, Story, Baez, Correa, and Seager and talk about, you know, maybe a dream scenario of where the Cardinals don't don't acquire, switched up, and get one next year, and either move on from DeYoung or move DeYoung to third, or talk about that in just a little bit. So uh, I was on Locked on LBB podcast again yesterday, um, talking a little bit of Cardinal baseball. So if you're looking for some more listening, head over to Locked on MLB podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. And I'm on there three times this week, uh, once for a Hall of Fame discussion, once for a uh, trivia game, which I did quite well, and I might add, and once for some Cardinal talk. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about Mark Feinstein's um, article talking about the the top five tier, top, the five tiers of free agency is basically what it comes down to. Tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, tier five. Tier one being the best. He talks about how tier one is full of guys like Bauer, LeMahieu, Ozuna, Realmuzos, and Springer. And I think the, the Cardinals' hopes of signing a tier one guy are probably decently slim. They're not going to go after Bauer. I don't think DJ LeMayhew is going to leave New York. I still think he's going to get a big contract to see what he can get paid, but I don't think he leaves New York. And then the other three are interesting ones. Ozuna, Real Muto, and Springer. I think if they can get another bat besides him to uh, to kind of create a deeper lineup, I think Marcelo Ozuna is a great contract. I know he you know, had some, had some moments in St. Louis, but uh, I, th- I really do think that if he can, if he can get, if, if the Cardinals can get a bat beside him and Goldschmidt, and maybe Carlson can come up and make that lineup even deeper, because we we've seen that Marcelo Zuna does better when he has a lineup around him. Somebody commented that on my Instagram post a number of weeks ago, but I think that you know multi-year deal for him wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, and it would solve the Cardinals' left field problems. I think uh, because of how abysmal it was and. When you had guys like O'Neill playing out there, but I think that you know all these guys are dreamers in terms of the Cardinals signing them. J.T. Real Muto, he's a catcher. I know he, you don't want to uh, talk about that with, with Molina and everything like that, but I do think that if, if the Cardinals can't get Molina, they should really consider going after Real Muto. Real Muto is the best catcher on the market. Some might say he's the best free agent on the market. I mean, this dude is absolutely ridiculous. He doesn't get enough credit line in, in my opinion. He had a career best OPS last year. Uh, of eight, eight forty with, with the Phillies after being acquired by, from the Marlins a couple years ago, and I mean, you, know, you just look at his stats; they're really 
quite remarkable. Uh, his average isn't, isn't up there, but his on-base percentage is really high up there for a catcher. His slugging has been above 450 for the last five years. He's hit more than 20 home runs in three of the last four years. Um, so, I mean, he would be a really solid addition if the Cardinals were to lose Molina. And then George Springer, I've talked about. I think that he would be a great signing, but, again, dreaming just because of, of money and and just because of the whole cheating scandal thing, and I, I don't think the Cardinals want to want to mess with that. And Alex Cora was hired back today by the cheating, er, even though he was a big part of all of the cheating scandal, he was hired back by the Red Sox. I don't know enough about the Red Sox situation, or I haven't looked into Cora's management style, or whatever, however that fits, but talk about job security. You go from the one, really not even 12 months, this all this came out in January, you're involved in the biggest cheating, biggest cheating scandal in the history of baseball, to being rehired by the team that suspended you 10 months ago. Crazy. But, anyways, um, moving on to Tier 2. This is where the Cardinals have some chances, I think. Um, you, you look at a guy like Brad Hand, who the Cardinals might go after if 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 they feel like they need to improve the bullpen. But two other guys I want to highlight here, or three other guys, rather, if the Cardinals want to go after. I'll talk, start first in the bullpen. Uh, Alex Colome and Brad Hand are both bullpen guys, like I said, that could really improve the bullpen if the Cardinals wanted to spend money there, um, if they want to get some some proven, legit um, proven legit talent instead of trying to to lean on uh, the, their minor leaguers. They also have guys like Justin Turner, who you might sign, but I don't, again, with the whole publicity thing and how he managed himself after the World Series after having a positive COVID test, I don't think the Cardinals go there and his power regressed a little bit as well. Uh, but Michael Brantley is the guy at the top of this list. He's not quite Tier 1. He's 33 years old. Um, three straight All-Star seasons from 17 to 19. Um, but I, I really think that he could be a, a possible... He could be a better fit in left field just with uh, what the Cardinals need. And he would provide some major protection for Paul Goldschmidt. This is a contact guy. He does not strike out a ton, if at all. Uh, he's... He's been a really good Cleveland Indian in his career. He's been a really good Houston Astro in his career. Um, you know, it, when you look at his stats, he had an injury riddle 2016. It took him a little bit to get back from that. Um, but since, other than 2016, every single one of his years has been remarkable since 2013. Above 280 every year, most of the time above 300. And solid power numbers of hitting anywhere from, from 10 to 15 home runs, driving in close to 80 runs or so, high on base percentage, high slugging. High OPS in the 800s for the most part. He'd be a great addition to left field. Probably a little bit cheaper than Springer as well. He is 33 though, so you wonder about that. But uh, other than that, in, in tier two, you got guys that the Cardinals probably won't go after. If the DH stays, you might think that the Cardinals might want to go after Nelson Cruz here, who's in the tier two here. Um, but other than that, um, James McCann is the other guy that that caught my eye in terms of if the Cardinals want to go after him if they lose um, Molina. Really solid guy from Chicago. Looking more now to Tier 3 is when you get into these kind of fringe guys. Uh, Colton Wong is in Tier 3 for, for just to kind of, for some example, other guys. Trevor Rosenthal, Tier 3. Jock Peterson, Mark Lanson. I think if the Cardinals were, if I had a, if I was a betting man, I really think that the Cardinals stick in Tier 3. I think they get Jock Peterson um, for, for the left field. That's going to be really cost-effective. Maybe they sign Wong back to a cheaper extension. Um, but then you look at Tier 4 and... You know, there's really nobody Cardinals probably are going to go after uh, in terms of just fitting their needs. Maybe they re-sign Brad Miller. Yadier Molina is in Tier 4. Um, 
I, I just don't think, you know, I really don't think the Cardinals are going to let him go. I really, really, really don't. Mike Zanino, another backup catcher, is on this option here. He's 30 years old. And then Tier 5, you got guys like Ewan Encarnacion, Marwan Gonzalez, Corey Kluber, Jake McGee, Wilson Ramos, another older catcher. So you got guys that it really each one of these levels that the Cardinals can go after. I think if I'm the St. Louis Cardinals, though, looking ahead to the next year's free agent class and looking ahead to next year's money situation with Fowler and Carpenter leaving the books, have a little bit more money next offseason. I don't think that they spend a lot of money in this offseason. I really wish they would, but I don't think they will. I think that they're going to really bet on their own guys and or kind of trade with their guys. Um, make it. It's going to be a, a switch that happens not via the free agent market. But if I had to pick a guy from really Tier 2 down, I don't think... You know, Tier 1, like I said, those were more wishful thinking. Tier 2 down is when you get more realistic. I think for Tier 2, with everything the Cardinals need, I, I would probably lean towards Michael Brantley in left field. And, and then in the Tier 3 option, I'd probably go... Again, if you're gonna get Mike, if you're gonna get Brantley, you're not gonna go with with the guy that I'm talking about. I'd probably go for Jock Peterson if you don't get Brantley. Uh, but if you get Brantley, then why not go ahead and re-sign Colton Wong to a cheap to a cheap extension? Who knows? Um, uh, not sure if that's possible. And then maybe in, in tier four, maybe you bring a guy like Jerko back. Maybe probably stick with a guy like Brad Miller, or Yair Molina to re-sign. And then tier five, I just don't know if there's anybody the Cardinals are gonna want unless they miss out on again again a tier two or three guy. So. It'll be interesting. Again, sadly, I don't think we're going to see too many offseason signings for St. Louis this year. But that said, um, taking a look at next year's shortstop claps coming up in just a bit. But that's a look at the, the five tiers of the offseason. And again, you can sign, you can find that article on MLB.com. Uh, talking about the next year's free agent classes of shortstops in just a minute. So I will admit to you guys that I have not been very good at, at, at posting this week, um, which with everything going on and some schoolwork getting heavy, uh, I'll be back to that next week, uh, hopefully more of a, a regular schedule uh, for that. And I'll let you guys know over the weekend what my Monday show will be, but I will be back on Monday for sure. Uh, one other article I wanted to break down just kind of quickly here was next year's free agent shortstop class. I know the Cardinals have a shortstop. I get that. They have Paul DeYoung, who I think is pretty comparable. But if, they're, if they were making to make a big splash... You know, maybe they trade for one of these guys. Maybe you trade for really Lindor is the guy that you that you would trade for. Um, but it, you know, even if you don't trade for him, you're gonna have the money next season to to make to make some moves, to make to make a couple of signings or one big signing. Maybe the Cardinals go after a shortstop and move DeYoung to third. I think that's a very good option. I, I wouldn't be upset with that. DeYoung has shown the capability to play shortstop, but he came up as a third baseman. Um, but when you look at who the Cardinals could get at shortstop, Francisco Lindor is going to be expensive. Whether you trade for him now and bank on a re-sign, or whether you just sign him next year, he is going to be extremely expensive. But I think that's a good option if you're willing to have that money, if the Cardinals have that money next offseason. Like I said, with big contracts coming off the books. Um, Kim is also coming off the books after next year pending a re-sign. So that's also money that you're going to get back for a possible uh, re-sign. And hopefully the, the revenue comes back and you can get more money with, with ticket sales and things like that. Um, like Carlos Correa, I don't know. I, I, Carlos Correa, I loved Carlos Correa before the trading scandal. He was one of those guys who were like, yeah, he's, he's a baseball guy. He plays hard. He's energetic and all these things. 
And now he's just cocky. And now he's, you know, with all the cheating scandal stuff, he, for no reason, for little to no reason, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Yes, he, you know, the cheating scandal kind of, not kind of, the cheating scandal definitely did hinder his name and hinder the, the Astros' name. People have negative feelings of him, so people hate him now. But it was all self-induced. So to play with a chip on your shoulder, me against the world mentality, it just comes off as lazy and arrogant when you're the one that put the world against you. So I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of, of Correa. Corey Seager is a guy that I don't think is talked about enough on that Dodgers team. He was remarkable. He was the World Series MVP. I just think he gets lost in the shuffle when you when you start only talking about um when you start only talking about you know Bellinger, Betts, and um and and Muncie, you 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 and Turner, you forget about Seager on that team. But um, going on on down this list, you have guys Trevor Story and Javier Baez. I would be shocked if Baez goes anywhere except for Chicago. I think he's a good fit there. I, I love him in the, in the pinstripe blues, just to be completely frank. Uh, but I think he, he stays put in Chicago, loves that city. And Trevor Story is another guy that is going to be a trade candidate this offseason. But there was a report going back to Lindor that the Indians are planning on trading him by opening day. So that leads me to believe that they're not going to sign him next offseason. So if, if the Cardinals are confident and if the Cardinals want to invest that much money, into Francisco Lindor, why not go for a trade for him? You'd, you'd have to be very confident that you, you can re-sign him. I know that. But if you trade for him, then maybe you you can re-sign him for a little bit cheaper is all I'm saying. So I just think that the Cardinals should not close the door on acquiring and or acquiring Lindor this season and or next. I think the door should be open until he is acquired by another team this off this offseason. And then if that team doesn't re-sign him, if he's acquired by another team after that. I think Lindor is one of the best shortstops in all of baseball. And if the Cardinals really want to make a splash, Lindor would be a huge splash to make for an offense that, in my opinion, direly needs it and probably still after next season is going to need uh, an offensive juggernaut. And they're going to need an all-star bat. They're going to need a bat that makes them uh, makes that lineup incredibly deep. But I think that Next year is the year for a big free agent move, and I just saw this article and wanted to highlight the shortstop idea of it and just kind of ponder what, what that would look like because Lindor in the uh, current uniform would look incredible. But um, again, this offseason, I really don't know if they're going to make any moves. They should, obviously, as I've talked about extensively on this podcast, but I just don't know if they will. Uh, with, with the money situation, they already let Wong go for a cheap contract. Um, I just don't know um, if they're going to be able to and or if anybody's going to want to come and play in St. Louis. They, they should, but with how the offense looked this year and everything, I just don't know if they're going to want to play. But that all remains to be seen. So that's my show for today. Don't forget to like and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Whatever you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, if there's a rating function, and I know there is on iTunes, feel free to rate it and tell your friends about it. But uh, that's all I got for today. Stay safe, stay well, and have a great weekend, everybody.